Welcome to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast, where we believe that healthy cash flow is critical for your IT business, automation is paramount, and building trust with your clients by looking professional will help you grow your business. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, and today we're going to venture into the pure group territory. You'll learn about some profound struggles related to owning and growing an IT business from the perspective of a peer group and how Steve Alexander, CEO of MSP Ignite, helps his members overcome them. I didn't think selling the company was going to be as emotional as it was, even though you kept telling me, but I certainly didn't think stepping out of a peer group among friends was going to be as emotional as it was. And now I don't know what to do with myself. Here's the podcast with Steve. Well, Steve, Steve Alexander, thank you for spending some time with us today here on Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast. Um, again, Steve Alexander with MSP Ignite. And uh, to kick off the call, let's, let's dig right in. I'd love to have you tell us a little bit about your business as well as where people can find you online. Sure. Thanks, Ryan. My, my pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Um, my business is really all about helping managed service providers or, or IT service providers achieve their business goals. Yeah. I was an IT, I, I was an MSP owner twice. Okay. I was successful to certain levels both times. And I'd say I suffered from every challenge every MSP owner suffers through now and, and has since the industry has been in Involved, yeah. or since the industry's been around, the uh, my my goal in providing a peer group is to bring business owners together to share in the successes and the challenges together, and to provide the coaching where necessary, the guidance where necessary, um, and give them a platform for helping each other as well to grow their companies to whatever level of success they're looking for. Right. Right. We can be found online at uh, msp-ignite.com and via email at msp at msp-ignite.com. Awesome. If anyone's looking to learn more about our groups and what we do. Well, and uh, Steve and I, we've been working together for the last two, three years and um, highly, uh, highly recommended um, from, from my perspective, um, just a highly engaged group of IT service and MSP professionals uh, looking to grow their businesses. And so if you are looking to take your IT service provider MSP to the next level, Steve is a guy that you absolutely need to, to reach out to and, and have a conversation with. Um, now, as a business owner, oftentimes uh, we get inside of our own heads, right? Um, it can be lonely at the top if you don't have individuals to, to talk to and talk through those challenges. It can be very difficult. Where I think the point to this question prior to me asking is you meet people in their business no matter where they're at, right? Can you describe to me some of the situations as well as is there a perfect time for someone to be joining a peer group or do they just need to get involved? Great, great question. We can we can now talk the next hour just on that question if you wanted to. <laughs> right. Um, we, we meet business owners at, at every level of business and in a variety of different places, right? So the levels of business, whether we meet somebody that has 120 employees and is looking for the exit strategy or to turn it into an employee owned company right. or what have you, the questions you would be at at that size company, or you meet someone that's a, a solopreneur and trying to figure out 
how to get some free time on their hands and grow their business. I think it's critical to find a place that you're comfortable, no matter what level you're at, no matter where your business is at, you are successful. Some people at the smaller level feel like I'm embarrassed talking about my business. It's barely, it's, it's barely a business. I'm paying my bills some months, those types of things. And you get people in larger companies that say, I don't want to share trade secrets with other people. Sure, right. Right. Um, what I'll say is no matter what level you've at, you are at in your business, you have achieved a level of success and have answers for questions that other people may have. And no matter what you think about your business, there are very few trade secrets in business, right? Right. It's more how you implement is the key. And I think that's where peer groups help is that they keep business owners accountable to implement on the good ideas they have. Well, and who else is going to hold you accountable at the level where you're you're owning and running your own business? There, there are very few people, let alone your organization, your life, that are going to hold you accountable to your dreams, goals, visions of the future inside of your business. I meet a lot of business owners that say that their their significant other is very successful, right? And and therefore they guide them. That I go home, I talk about my business, and that may be true. There are people out there that, that are married to very successful owners or managers of, of people, but they have their own vested interest when they give advice. Right. You know, they, they want you home more. Maybe they want you home less, but they <laughs> either either way, they're driven by their agenda. Right. They want you to spend more time with your children. They want you to be able to go on a vacation and not be on your phone all day long. They want you. They, they have their own agenda. So when you talk about an opportunity, let's say, to acquire a competitor and therefore spend more time while you go through that, they're going, well, that's a great idea, but how much is it really going to impact our bottom line? And that just means you're going to be busier. Right. Right. That, that true third party, third eye, you know, inside of the business, I think that's not so, uh, uh, vested on the home front. That's, it's a really good point. Really good. point. Correct. Correct. The other thing about peer groups is, you know, nobody has an agenda, but your agenda in that moment, right? right? We're not, if I'm recommending connect booster to somebody, I'm not recommending it for any reason other than I think it would be good for your business. Sure. Right. There's, there's no other reason. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not commissioned. I'm right. None of those things. And in peer group now, when we talk about vendor tools, for example, or different solutions, we're going to get the down and dirty on why they're good why they're, why they're challenging to work with whatever it may be yeah. with no other agenda. You're getting the good, bad, and ugly, and really an unbiased, not a financial incentive associated Correct. with that, that, that opinion, right? Correct. No, I think that's good. Obviously very healthy, you know, in terms of making the decision as well. Um, you know, that really leads me, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up just kind of with that, with that lead in. Um, there are other peer group communities that are very, tool specific, whether that's accounting, whether that's PSA, are you guys agnostic? Do you guys focus on a certain PSA or uh, accounting package? We, we pride ourselves on being vendor agnostic. Yeah. Awesome. Now that's really easy to say, not always so easy to do. So for example, I am a certified consultant on a specific PSA Autotask. Sure. Yeah. Frequently people come to us because of that. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is we spend very little time talking about the nuts and bolts of your PSA in our group. And the conversations we do have are relevant no matter which PSA 
you use. The only difference is if you're using a PSA that that one of the facilitators has experience with, we might be able to help you sure. get, get there. But in group conversations, I don't care what PSA you're talking about. I don't care what RMM tool you're talking about. The conversations are the same no matter what. Right. We, we do have vendor sponsors. And even in those, we tell the vendors, when you come to peer group, you're, we are not letting you come do a sales pitch. Right. You're coming to, to deliver value on something that is related to what you do. And then if our members want to talk to you, they'll talk to you offline. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great approach. So a new member engages with you guys. They say they're going to come on board. What can that new member expect in their first meeting and in their, you know, like implementing technology? I always say there's going to be 90 days of pain in anything, right, when it's new. What does that look like for a new member coming on board with you? What a good question. I I think in some ways, you know, we, we talk about drinking from a fire hose when we get, when we're taking in too much information. Right. And I, I'm not sure how to how to turn that around. Nobody understands how much they are going to open up and share about their business until they attend their first face-to-face in-person meeting. Sure. So we meet both face-to-face and virtually, depending. A couple times a year we get together. Yeah. Or three, two or three times a year. And until you get to a point where you're sitting at a table for two full days with a bunch of other business owners, you do not understand how much you are going to share. That's awesome. You may have a vague idea on how much you're going to gather from other people, but the actual sharing part and how much you open up. And to that light, I will tell you that we've had we've had situations where we've had business owners. I had two partners in, in my very first peer group meeting when I opened up that they were together for 22 years as business partners. If you didn't know any better, you would think they were a married couple, mm-hmm. husband and wife, the yeah. male and female in this group. And we quickly decided having them both in the same group was not going to happen. Interesting. And at the time we only had one group. So the only option was to decide which one of them was going to stay. And the more dominant of the two was the one that he, he didn't mix well with the group of people I had. And he would have mixed well fine in another group eventually, but not that group. Right. So even though he was the one that wanted to stay, I had to tell them, well, to tell you the truth, I think I think she's a better fit for the personalities. She comes to her very next meeting. She's on a couple of calls without him. And then the very next face-to-face meeting, she proceeds to, to use a more colorful language than I'm comfortable using on this webinar. Um, <laughs> To describe how she not only is fed up with him, but has to figure out how to get out of the business. Wow, that is interesting, right? And now over the next roughly 12 months, we are guiding her in an exit strategy for having him buy her out. Right. She she was at that stage of her life. She didn't want the business herself. Right. And she didn't want to be a partner with him anymore. And she wanted to move on and go do something different, but negotiate a buyout. Yep. And her peer, her peer group helped her do that. Well, that's an no, incredible. You, so you get to a pretty deep level of conversation, right? Yeah. And think about that. I mean, you know, even focusing on her, he is also receiving a huge benefit by getting all of the cards out on the table. And that'll allow him to operate the way he wants to operate. It's going to remove it. Can you imagine the amount of friction inside of a business, you know, where, where things are at that point? I mean, it's not only her benefiting, it's also just the overall organization benefiting at that point. I have a couple of members who are business partners. They're in two separate groups. 
They also happen to be a consulting client of mine. So they talk to me together every week. Yeah. And then separately once a month in two different groups. And I believe as a business consultant, I have to talk to them about what makes sense, even when it comes to their relationship with me. Right. And I say, maybe we should change the consulting relationship instead of talking every week. And they said, here's the way we see it. In peer group, you guide us as individuals towards some of the challenges we have together as business owners. Mm -hmm. And then in our consulting calls, you act as a mediator while we fight through those issues. Right. So no, we're not changing anything. We need all of this. Um, and, and by the way, they're a, a successful partnership. They're, they're not at odds. They do right. see things the same way, but they do say, hey, we come about every single problem differently. That's why we have struggled to grow to the level we want to. And that's why now, after a couple of years doing this with you, we are getting to that level. They're looking for acquisitions. They're looking to grow. They're looking to spread their wings geographically. All the things that they struggled with before. Well, and I think that's really important. I mean, as, as in any relationship, right, where if you talk about a marriage, a friendship, the uh, it's just going to be work. Even a good business relationship, there's going to be work. And like you had said, having that that third party or that mediator on working through, oh, man, it can avoid so many problems, right? I and mean, we've had those in our in our own business relationships with me and me and my partners where it's 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 uh, such a valuable thing to get engaged with that outside party that that there's no bias there's no internal they even they don't they don't know the internal things that can that can you know set the other off and now they're not talking about them right and so you're you're uncovering all that stuff and bringing it out so they can work through the issues I mentioned to you offline before we started that I, I recently went through an exercise with one of my groups asking them, what is a peer group yeah. to you? Yeah. And to go to what you just pointed out, every single one of them at some point in their description of what a peer group is, now that they're in one, mentioned therapy group. Yeah. They mentioned therapy for business owners. They mentioned, and, and it's because most of us as business owners, we don't think we need therapy. So it's a surprise when we realize how much we actually do. Right. Right. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's not marriage counseling. It's not addiction counseling. It's business counseling. Yeah, absolutely. But, but there's a personal level to it as a small business owner. For sure. Well, and there's a mental toughness that just needs to be acquired and, and having those with the same focus allows you to push through because it's not all, uh, it's not all, uh, Unicorns, crap, and skittles, right? I mean, it's, no, no, there's tough stuff to do, not, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, on the on the financial side of the business, how much time are you guys focused on the finance side versus operations, or can it vary depending on the group? Well, it it, it definitely varies, but every member is responsible for sharing their financials with the group. Sure. So when we're together face to face, we'll do an analysis of the previous quarter's P&L and where you're at related to your goals. And we always tell everybody that when we page through your P&L, two things will happen. Number one, there will be numbers that you see that you say, "Ooh, I need to explain this number. Yeah. That, that, those are the easy ones because you're understanding where the number's coming from and you're understanding that there's something about it that needs explanation. But then there's other numbers that come up where, where members will be looking at your financials and say, hey, wait a minute, stop right here. We need to talk about this. Why is your cost of goods sold on services as high as it is? Right. 
right? Let's analyze that. What are you paying? Let's talk about your salaries. Let's talk about your staff. Are you, are you overstaffed because you're positioned for growth or are you overstaffed because you lost some key clients and, and you don't want to let anyone go, right. right? What's the reasoning? And let's talk about the rationale for continuing this way and what it's going to mean to your future as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Right? So, so we definitely spend quite a bit of time on the financials, but that always lead, leads the conversation right into the operations yes. portion. Yeah. Right. And, and I find that's a healthier way to talk about operations than the business owner that comes in and goes, we're just screwing up. Like we don't know where we're screwing up, but we are, our customers aren't happy or we're all, or our tickets are open too long or SLAs aren't being met, whatever it is. That's a harder way to come into the conversation than coming into it through your financials. Sure. Because everything starts to make sense when you look at numbers. At what point with a with a new member are they uh, getting that deep with you guys where they're starting to um, share financial information? Is that meeting one? Is that you know where where does we, that fall in line? We counsel members to share right away. Yeah, to share instantly. We send out a form that they fill out every month with the previous month's numbers so that they get shared. Sure. But what we also find is everyone has their own baggage they're bringing to the table, right? Yeah. Some people are more than willing to say, yeah, I'm an open book. Let me share it all. Hit me, beat me up. You know, it's okay. I'm willing to take it. Other members are not as open. Yeah. Sometimes they're, sometimes they think they're viewed as being very successful. They've been in business a long time, but they know there's some smoke and mirrors yeah. around the numbers. Yeah. Other times they're just nervous because they don't know how they compare. And the one thing that we really pride ourselves on is we encourage, we don't demand. If you don't want to share your financials, we will tell you that you probably won't benefit from being in the group long-term. Right. We'll guide you towards the fact that, that this probably isn't going to work for you long-term and you probably won't get the level of help you should be getting, but we won't say, Hey, if you don't share these numbers, you're out of the group. Right. We won't say if your P and L isn't, is your chart of accounts isn't set up like this, you can't be in the group. We can't help you in a similar fashion too. We don't say if you don't have this PSA and this RMM, right. you're out of the, we can't help you. Right. Um, and we find that's one of the differences between our group and some of the others out there that I don't want to say anything in a disparaging way. No. There, there are a lot of, there are a lot of experts in our industry that all had MSPs at one point in time mm -hmm. and all sold them. There are many, many, many of them that are extremely talented and provide a wealth of information. But I think we all need to understand something. The mass majority of us, and I built and sold two MSPs, the mass majority of us were not as successful as we wanted to be when we sold those businesses. Sure. Or we probably wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Now, I love what I'm doing. I've never been happier doing what I'm doing. But if I was independently wealthy, I could probably think of some other things I might enjoy also. Sure. Right. To, to do. So we try really hard to say we understand the metrics that some of the acknowledged experts in this industry spit out and tell you you need to manage your business by. What we don't do is tell you that you have to fit into that box to be successful. Right. You may have some very good reasons not to fit into their box hundred percent. Right. And we're, we'll be able to help you understand where putting one leg into that box would help you. 
and where maybe designing your own box might be a better way to go. And let's look at your numbers that way. And that's one of the keys to our success as a peer group facilitation company. I like that. And I think it, I think it does depend on um, the phase of business that they're in and, and what's their end goal, right? Are they, are they gearing up for exit? Well, you're going to operate much differently than gearing up for growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're going to be, uh, you know, focused on top line versus bottom line for a while. And the, and the inverse, you're, certain situations, you're going to be very focused on, you know, fattening up that bottom line versus top line revenue in preparation for a specific event, right? We have, we have people looking to sell at some point in time, and we want to help them with that. Let's do it the right way with a three to five year focus on positioning your company to sell. Right. We have other people that are forced to a position where they have to sell, and we don't have that luxury right. to help them shape it. We have some that really want a legacy. They want they want some of their children or employees to take over and run the company. Mm-hmm. Well, our focus on your numbers might be different then. Right. In, in where we want, how we want it to look and how we want it to function right. as you change your role in your own company. Yeah. Hey guys, Ryan Goodman here president at Connect Booster and your host for this fine podcast. We want to take a quick break from our episode and thank you for listening. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for you, so thank you for sticking with us on this adventure. We also want to thank Steve for joining us on today's episode. You can find more about Steve and MSP Ignite at www.msp-ignite.com. Steve has given us a lot of fantastic information about peer groups, and there's a lot more coming after this break. If you want to learn more about MSP Ignite and their services, make sure to give them a call, send them an email, heck, throw them a carrier pigeon if you have to. They want to help you out. Before we get back to the episode, we want to let you know all the ways you can find us online, starting with connectbooster.com slash podcast. That's where all of our new episodes go up first. So if you want to listen right away, again, check us out at connectbooster.com slash podcast. All of our episodes are also available on iTunes, Spotify, as well as Google. So find us on your favorite podcast platform and they'll let you know when new episodes are ready to listen to. Lastly, if you want to connect with us or be a guest on this podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message via Facebook or Twitter and we'll make sure to point you in the right direction. If you like the podcast, tweet about it using the hashtag ITConfessions. Thanks again for listening to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner. We'll get back to the podcast and talk to you soon. Um. Shifting gears a little bit, are there any, uh, we've talked about some of these, but are there any um, specific um, member stories that you can share, you know, excluding names, excluding companies, anything that really sticks out, uh, sticks I, out I, with you over the last few years? I, I there, there are several, of course, and I won't share any names, but one of my favorites, and it, it just, it just came to fruition is two peer group members that knew each other before they joined the peer group in the same, same area of the country. One decided that he, he wanted to pursue his passion, which was actually outside of running a managed service company. Sure. But company was 10, 11 years old, fairly successful, Mm -hmm. 
um, wanted the supplemental income of the company, but didn't want the responsibility anymore. Yeah. And the two owners came to me independently and said, we, we want to merge our companies and we want you to help us do it. And I said, well, I'll do it through the peer group. So each of you is going to talk about the situation throughout your peer group meetings. And I'll act as a facilitator for your merger, yeah. but understand it's not a merger. One company is buying the other. And the role of the one owner that is being sold is going to change. And we need to consult on all of that. And on April 1st, that, that, that merger happened, if you will, or that acquisition happened. That's exciting. And the one member had to leave the peer group because he's not a business owner and he's not a service manager. And those are the two areas we focus on. Sure. And my favorite part of this whole story, first of all, it's going very well. It's still early in the game, right? Right. But it's going very well. They are listening and, and taking heed to some of the messages of go slow. You don't need to change things just because you're one company. Let the clients keep experiencing the benefits that they had before. Right. Working with the same people they've worked with. And you can, you can change that slowly over time. But the best part is I received two emails from two different people right after it happened. One was from one of the members from the group that the owner had to step away from. And he copied me on an email to that member saying how much he was gonna miss the member's input and how proud he was to have been a part of helping him achieve one of his goals. Awesome. The other was from the member that sold his company to me personally. And he said, I didn't think selling the company was gonna be as emotional as it was, even though you kept telling me but I certainly didn't think stepping out of a peer group among friends was going to be as emotional as it was. And now I don't know what to do with myself, <laughs> you know? And, and, and then we joked about it, about awesome. him coming back as a speaker and this and that. Yeah. And it, it, honestly, it's one of my favorite stories because it's not what we expect in peer group. That merger of two companies is not what we expect right. in a peer group. You know, uh, I've got another one on the opposite end of the spectrum. Somebody that, has several of his children working in the company. Sure. It's of that age where he's starting to say, I want to pass it along to my children. And he's starting to talk about the numbers and this and that. And someone in the peer group said, I just, I have one question. And by the way, this, this came up a year ago and, and now it's finally being addressed. But the question was, is this what your children want? And the guy really stopped and said, well, of course it is that they work in my company, but <laughs> it wasn't until recently that he started to have the conversation with them. Sure. They've never worked. They've never worked for anybody else. They've never experienced what it's like to go work for someone else. They've never worked outside the industry or inside the industry for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And one of the peer group members said, at least one of your children needs to move down by me for six months and work for my company. Sure. Boy, you know? what an interesting that, outcome there. Yeah. And I don't know where it's going to go yet. Yeah. You know, it remains to be seen, but, but the, the, the owner and the father, he said it was very hard for me to hear people that don't know my family challenge that I'm maybe not doing the right thing on behalf of my kids. Right. And it's taken me a year of revisiting that question to realize they have my kids' best interest at heart. Absolutely. They actually do, yeah. you know, when they ask the question. So those are two of my favorites of recent note. 
um, you know, as far as that goes. Oh, that's great. And I think I, I liked in the second one where it's, it's breaking that tunnel vision that we can get as entrepreneurs inside of our own business and just the value of being in that group to lay out some of those uh, tough subjects that other people are going to see that you may not see inside of your own business, but could very well set yourself up for a problem down the road. Assumptions, right? Just assumptions that you're making. Well, we all we all make it and, and you've grown a company and, and you've seen this happen. And, and I've been a part of several companies that are at different levels and growing. And the one thing that is common is we all get to a point where a long-standing trusted employee slash confidant in the company is actually not the right person to take a leadership role as we make the next growth leap. Right. That's a tough thing to have happen. Very. But the fact of the matter is, as business owners, we are not always the right one to become a CEO of a larger company, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if we're not the right one to be the CEO, maybe our service manager is not the right one right. to become our director of operations or, or something along those lines right. as we grow. So we see it, whether it's family or not, we see this pretty commonly happen. Right. And I think that just really drives home the value of having those peers working with you on a regular basis, um, not only holding you accountable, but again, that third set of eyes um, looking in and helping you, helping you break what, what you see as norms or, or uh, uh, it just those assumptions inside a business. Oh, that's yep. great. That's great. I, I, I want to give you one more that popped into my head because yeah. I think yeah, let's do this. dynamic. I, I think it shows a dynamic. We've got several peer groups, peer group companies that we work with that or peer group members that we work with where the owner is in an owner's group and their service manager is in one of our service manager groups. Sure. Now I don't run the service manager groups. We have someone that, that has much more experience on the operations side that runs those, but I monitor the, the chatter in those groups just because if there's anything I can give as input on, I want to be able to give it. Right. I was in a face-to-face meeting, winding down the, the end of the meeting, the, the last day of the meeting, when a service manager whose owner was in that meeting chimed into his group about a major issue with, with uh, somebody that they were elevating to a, a management role underneath him. He actually was going to operations and this guy was going to be service manager. And when I saw it, I, I, I chatted him privately and asked if the boss knew about this. And he responded, no, I made the decision, right or wrong, I made the decision that he's at his peer group meeting and needs to focus on what he's doing there and that there's nothing that's going to happen today that he needs to really know about. I'm handling it. Yeah. So now I'm reading this and I'm going, he's not wrong. However, I know I know this particular owner very well and he's in the very place he needs to be when he hears what's going on so that he doesn't blow up. Because he now has his peers around him to go, hey, wait a minute, did you think of this? Did you think of that? So I went, now I'm stuck in between, right? Going, well, I'm not going to force this. And I, but I reached back out to the operations manager and, and said, I know where you're coming from and I don't necessarily disagree, except I think it would be better for the situation if he heard about it while he's sitting here. What do you think? And he responded, I'm going to trust your guidance. I'm sending him an email right now. You can let him know to look at his email whenever you want, because we don't look at email while we're in meetings. Sure, right. And on the break, I told him and I said, hey, I know we're almost done, but I think you need to read your email on the break. 
And he came back and, of course, talked about it. And we talked through it. And they successfully navigated what was a very awkward position, at least partially because they shared with their peers. Absolutely. On, um, which made me feel good because I also did challenge someone to do something different than he wanted to. Right. A member to share something he didn't have time to digest. He literally heard about it right then and, and went, I don't know if I want to talk about this. I said, <laughs> I think, and I, of course, went, well, I think you should, but it's your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, again, the way peer groups can help people. No, I love that. And, I, and, and the demand, I think it's, it's really interesting as people um, understand the need inside of their business for this accountability. Uh, we had talked a little bit down at CCF. What, this was uh, a couple months ago down Two in ago. Chicago. We got to sit down and just have, have a bit of a chat. Um, I found it very interesting inside of your business. You know, you had talked about, okay, I'm going to start, start my peer groups. And all of a sudden you're blowing up um, out of, out of uh, uh, you know, you don't even know if you wanted it. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, we're here now. Let's do this thing. You know, I, I'd love to, I'd love to, have our listeners, you know, learn about your story and, and your growth over the last um, couple of years and, and really just the demand that's now come into your organization. Uh, I think you're putting me on the therapy couch now, but yes. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, when a little, little therapy said, never it, hurt anybody, right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all good. And you're right. This was part of the conversation you and I had sitting outside of CCF um, in Chicago. When, when I, when I sold my last business, my accountant came to me. I had a three-quarter of a million dollar SBA loan on my desk ready, approved, ready for me to sign and, and take the company to the next level. Right. That's what I was using it for. Sure. We had already had an, a, a similar loan. I knew, I knew the details. I hadn't signed it yet. And he came to my office and said, is that the paperwork? Anyone that's ever seen one of these loans, it's about oh, yeah. you know, 600 pages. He said, is that the SBA paperwork? I said, yep, I'm going to sit down over the weekend. Just want to read through the high points. I'll sign it and we'll be done. We'll move on. And he goes, I have a better idea. And he picks it up, walks around my desk and drops the entire stack in the trash. Wow. <laughs> and he says, I think you're making some pretty big changes in your life. You're at a stage where you should really pursue something that you're passionate about and good at. And that's running, he called it a business advisory group because we were in one together. Sure. And he said, you're so good at it. You love doing it. You bought this company to flip it one day. Why don't we sell it for cash? Take the cash discount. No retention based. I don't want you involved one day more than you have to be and go do this. And in my mind, I was going to put together three, four, maybe five peer groups, run them and do that until I was ready to retire. That was it. Yeah, yeah. And then we started going and, and, and you know, some of the contraction in the industry started happening on the vendor side and we got backing and we got following and we said, well, I guess we're gonna, I guess we're gonna grow this. Yeah. And that means all the things I didn't necessarily love as a business owner, like managing people and hiring people that, that I had to be responsible for and all of those things started happening. Right. And, and, and the best part is I hired a director of operations who says to me every single day, my job is to find ways for you to continue to do the stuff you're good at and love. And I take everything else. That's awesome. 
And uh, so it's a fun it's a fun way to go. We're up to 10 groups right now That's and great. we expect to double in the next 12 months. That's incredible. So you're embracing it, man. You're you're going after the chaos and um, but you're setting that structure in place to do what you love and able to leverage what you don't love. I would tell you that I probably have a better business plan and a better structure to grow this business than I ever did in my la- in my previous businesses. We have a we have a lineup of facilitators. We have a program for training them. Um, we have a program for deciding how much input I have into groups that I'm not facilitating. Sure. Um, just because I have I have a lot of business experience to yeah. share, but so do all my other facilitators. Right. And that's right. that's the fun part. You know, we have a monthly facilitators training call where we we all collaborate on what what's working for us, where we're challenged. We actually review tapes and recordings, if you will, of other people's meetings that they've run to see what they're doing differently so that we can ask them about it. So it's, I'm having a lot of fun and, and more importantly, I think we're helping a lot of people. No, that's awesome. Steve, thank you for all of the insight and, and being so transparent and, you know, not only talking about peer groups, but even talking about some of your own journey, you know, and your, your past business as well as uh, um, where you're at now and, and your aspirations for growth over, over the next few years and on into the future. Um, if you could leave our listeners today with one final piece of advice, what would it be? I, I'm going to give a piece of advice and an offering to your listeners. Um, so the piece of advice is if you are not in a formal peer group or business advisory group, focused on this industry, not outside the industry, you 100% owe it to yourself, to your family, to your clients, and to your employees to get involved with one. Now, clearly, I think MSP Ignite's the one everyone should be in, but there's, there are others out there and look into one. But most importantly, join one. And to make it easier, we haven't publicized this yet, but so I'll do it here first. Um, to make it easier, I'm so convinced that if someone just gives a peer group a try, mm-hmm. they'll realize that they need to be in one now forever. Right. That for your listeners, if they wanna join, just tell us they heard about us through Connect Booster. Yeah. We'll give, we'll give them a, a money back guarantee. Let's so they can, they can join, try it out, dip a toe in the water, spend three months in a peer group and learn. And if they come back and for any reason feel, hey, this isn't for me, we will just refund them the money they paid for membership. Well, I love that. Talk about confidence as well as understanding that the, uh, the system works, the process works, right? It, it does. And, and listen, I'll be saddened if I have to write any of those checks, but not because I'm refunding money because it's not working for right. somebody. But right. I'm, willing, I'm willing to put the money there for, for that to happen. Well, I don't think you'll need to keep a pen on your desk. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ryan. Thanks Steve, for having me. Yeah, thanks. This was this was great. Looking forward to uh, the next conversation, the next time we get to meet face-to-face. And, hey, I, I feel like we'll probably get some questions, and, and uh, you and I should probably do a follow-up at some point as well. Happy to do it. Thanks again. All right. Take care, bud.